Welcome to $100 Plus Mileage, the podcast about some of New Hampshire's legislative proposals that may not get a lot of attention but could definitely still impact you. Our mission is to give you the unbiased facts, pros and cons, and tell you how to get involved in New Hampshire's democratic process. I'm Mike Dunbar, content editor for Citizens Count. And I'm Anna Brown, director of research and analysis for Citizens Count. The past couple years have been a strange time for government spending, stimulus, and personal debt. And the federal government supported many debt relief programs during the coronavirus emergency, from freezing student loan payments to covering back rent. Consumers still exited 2021 with record high debt, however, and bad credit may soon be a barrier to some Granite Staters looking to buy a home, finance a car, or land a job. That's what we're talking about today how credit history can impact your job prospects, and whether the government should step in there. Yeah, in the coming weeks, the New Hampshire House of Representatives will vote on HB 1385, and that's a bill that aims to prohibit employers from using credit history in employment decisions. This is not the first time New Hampshire legislature has voted on this idea, though, Anna, is it? Nope. I found similar bills in 2020, 2019, 2017, 2015, and 2014, and then I and then I just stopped going back in time. Uh, <laughs> it's safe to say that this is a long-term debate in the New Hampshire legislature. Right, right. All right. Well, why don't we dig into this year's proposal then, HB 1385. Okay. HB 1385 is written to generally ban the practice of looking at a person's credit history when you're considering a job application, a promotion, compensation, or any of the other terms of employment. There are some big exceptions in the bill, of course. An employer could look at credit history if it is required by either state or federal law. So think like, you know, certain banking or finance positions. An employer could also consider credit history if the job has duties involving financial management or responsibility, regardless of whether or not if they're actually a bank. And then lastly, the bill includes a broad exception for any employer that has a quote-unquote bona fide purpose for looking at a person's credit history that is quote-unquote substantially related to the job. Right. A little broad there at the end. So obviously, if you're working in a bank or closing a jewelry store or doing some other job with a lot of money, your boss or your future boss in this case could consider your credit history. But what else could count as a bona fide purpose? Well, the bill doesn't get into specifics of bona fide purpose, and that's part of the debate. All right. Well, then let's get into those uh, pros and cons then. Supporters of HB 1385 argue that credit history is not an indicator of personal character, so allowing employers to look at it is an unfair invasion of privacy. So someone could fall into debt after a medical emergency, a messy divorce, and if bad credit then stops them from getting a new job, it becomes more difficult to pay off that debt, and you enter this vicious cycle where you're just sort of trapped and you're having to tell potential employers also about these horrible personal things that have happened to you and can't get to anyway. So yeah, vicious cycle, invasion of privacy. I also feel obliged to mention here that there is some ugly history to credit history. Go back a century and creditors were considering people's race when they were blocking loans to people of color and various social scientists have looked at credit scores and they see racial disparities still exist, even though it's no longer legal to actively consider race in credit scores. And of course, let's let's not forget about errors in people's credit history, identity theft, and so on. Lots of arguments why looking at credit history might be unfair. Right. And of course, there are those of us on the uh, Dave Ramsey train, you know, eschewing debt in general, who would maybe support HB 1385. And also point out that the bill gives employers a lot of flexibility to consider credit history, for example, if the person would be managing finances, like we said. Right. And there's that broadly written bona fide purpose employers could use. However... 
Opponents on the other side argue that it's too broad. So the bill wouldn't really have much of an impact at all. And I listened to the public hearing for HB 1385, and a representative of the Department of Labor seemed a little leery about that broad wording and how it could make enforcement murky a little difficult because it almost seems like anyone could come up with a bona fide purpose if you stretched it. Right, right. And you also have opponents of the bill who argue employers should have the freedom to consider credit history as a measure of a person's responsibility regardless of whether the job is involved with money or not. And that's one of the reasons why Governor Sununu vetoed a similar bill in 2019. He basically said New Hampshire shouldn't add more restrictions for businesses. I'm curious, do any other states have laws on credit history and employment decisions? 11 states, including our neighbor of Vermont, do restrict the use of credit history in employment decisions. So it's a policy that does exist in other states, but I wouldn't say it's widespread by any means. All right. Well, Anna. If I think employers should be able to look at credit history, or if I think that that's an unfair invasion of privacy, or maybe I think HB 1385 is just written too broadly, or I have any other opinion for that matter, what should I do? HB 1385 will face a vote from the full House of Representatives in the coming weeks. So if you have an opinion, reach out to your state representatives and share it. You can find who represents you by going to citizenscount.org and clicking elected officials in the navigation bar. Perfect. All right. Well, that means we have reached that point in the show only in New Hampshire. Anna, what fun New Hampshire fact do you have for me today? Okay. Shout out to InDev New Hampshire for this one, since they were the article that I used mostly. Every year, the state of New Hampshire auctions off old equipment like school buses, salt trucks, firearms, vacuums, washing machines, you name it. I checked in on the online listing last year, and there was a quote-unquote ceremonial dagger Ooh. in the auction, which I'm happy to say it was not used by a secret shadow government for animal sacrifice. <laughs> I assume it was confiscated from a criminal. It basically looked like it was a fancy carved knife. That's not the fun only in New Hampshire part, though. The annual state auction used to include frozen roadkill. And Yankee Magazine wrote about that back in the 1980s. You could get roadkill bears, beavers, bobcats, etc. To be clear, I don't think this was for human consumption, but more for taxidermy. So if you, you know, wanted to skip the line, didn't want to hunt to get that moose head or something on your or your wall, you could just go go buy it from the roadkill auction. Uh, They discontinued this in the 90s. They were a little worried about rabies. Last fun fact, though, because there's multiple only in New Hampshire parts to this. I also learned if you are a New Hampshire driver and you hit a deer, moose, or bear, you can legally take that fresh roadkill home for dinner. You will most likely have to hitch a ride (laughs) because your car might be totaled, but you will have lots of tasty fresh roadkill meat if you so desire. <laughs> Man, I, I, yeah, I love that about selling the the roadkill. I, you know, be, I think before we talk any more about, you know, this idea of like a New Hampshire sales tax, I, I think we need to go back to selling the roadkill. You know, I mean, I think we need to extra, uh, you know, use up all our options before we start talking about more taxes here. And I think that's a great well, one. I don't know. How about how about charitable purposes, Mike? Because I've also heard about people claiming roadkill and then slaughtering it up, and then you have food for food banks too. I mean, like, there's that potentially nothing like it wrong with some, that meat. Yeah. It just got hit by a car. It feels like it might have some. Um, yes, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know uh, if I like the vibe of that, but uh, mm, I I do I, like the mm. idea of someone mounting a uh, you know a flattened raccoon on their uh, mantle or something like that. Oh man, yeah. All right. Well, on that lovely image, that wraps up our episode for today. You can find more information and episodes at citizenscount.org. We'd also like to thank Franklin Pierce University for producing and the Granite State News Collaborative for hosting this podcast. 
Our theme music is composed by the one and only Mike Dunbar. Lastly, we thank you for giving us a listen and thinking about how you can be a part of what makes New Hampshire by the people, for the people. 